unto the Lord today. Lift your praise unto the Lord today. Lift your praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and be set you free. Go ahead and praise him like you set you free. Go ahead and praise him like he brought you out, like he broke the bonds. Hallelujah. Like he broke the shackles. Come on, clap your hands, all you people, and give God praise today. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Come on and bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Everybody now bless that wonderful name of Jesus. For there's no other name I know. Come on, put your hands together, say Hallelujah. There's power. There's glory in the Lord when you call on that name. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, every devil in hell knows that name. And they tremble when they hear that name. Oh, magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he is worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. It just simply feels good to come together and praise his name. To magnify the Lord together. Amen. We're going to look to the word of the Lord this morning. Reading from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Thank you so much for being here today. Can we give all of our guests a great big hand clap? God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen. We're thankful to the Lord that he is in this place. That we can feel his presence. Hallelujah. That he is not far from every one of us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I want to begin reading at the 16th verse. 
some beautiful verses of scripture that I want to read in your hearing this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 says this, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Won't he do it? Hallelujah, he will do it. I want to preach to you this morning for a few moments on the subject healing for the whole person. Healing for the whole person. Could we lift our voices together and ask his blessing upon the preaching of the word of the Lord today? God, we thank you for this gathering of your people. We thank you for every person that is tuning in. We thank you, God, that you are here among us and with us. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless and strengthen and edify and encourage in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you all praise and glory. Hallelujah. We give you all praise and glory. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said in Jesus name. And everybody said amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. This particular passage of scripture we take from the first letter that the apostle Paul wrote to who we call the Thessalonians this was the church in Thessalonica he wrote two letters to them and this is the first of those two letters and this is the latter part of that first letter to the church at Thessalonica the Apostle Paul says in this passage that we read something that you just read and I read and that I want to bring to our attention. He speaks glowingly of this reality that we can be sanctified, completely sanctified. That word sanctify means to be made holy or to make holy, to make pure. The Apostle Paul said, the very God of peace will sanctify you, will purify you, make you holy. Oh, hallelujah. Now, if you're like me, you are keenly aware of your personal flaws. And you know that this that I'm describing is an absolute miracle if it were to happen. But the Apostle Paul said it's going to happen. He said, the very God of peace will sanctify you completely. And he said, I pray God your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body will be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's right around the corner. I almost feel like I can look at my calendar and, and it's going to show up one day. On this day, Jesus is coming back. 
because we are there, ladies and gentlemen, and, and the Apostle Paul said, I pray, God, that your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body would be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Hallelujah. He said, God wants to sanctify you completely, your soul, your spirit, and your body. He is describing here the whole person. When God created man, he created man in his own image. And when he created man, he formed him of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man is comprised of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Just as God, who is one God, is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not three separate persons or entities or beings, but one God. Hallelujah. Who operates as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So when he created man in his own image... Man came forth as one person, one being, body, soul, and spirit. This body is the image, it is the visual, it is the tangible, it is the physical. But there are two-thirds of mankind that are invisible, where the conscience dwells, where the heart and the feelings dwell, that intangible that makes a person alive. And these are invis invisible realities. And Paul said all three of these components make up a human life, body, soul, and spirit. And God has the power and is faithful to sanctify you and completely make you holy in your body, in your soul, and in your spirit. And he describes a series of, of commands. You can call them tips. I'm going to call them commands. Where he begins to help us understand how we can be sanctified. How we can be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said rejoice evermore. Don't stop rejoicing. When you feel like giving up. Rejoice instead. When you feel like turning around or throwing in the towel, rejoice instead. Rejoice in the midst of crisis. Rejoice. Hallelujah. In another place, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. He said, rejoice evermore. He proceeded to say, pray without ceasing. Pray and don't stop praying. Keep on praying. If you've prayed about it once, pray about it again. If the answer hasn't come, keep on praying. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Pray, pray, and pray some more. Pray when you receive an answer that isn't to your liking. Don't stop praying. Just keep on praying. Pray without ceasing. He said, in everything, give thanks. Oh, hallelujah. He didn't say for everything give thanks, but in everything give thanks. 
for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm trying to tell somebody how to be preserved blameless in their body, their soul, and their spirit unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep on praying, keep on rejoicing, and in everything that you face, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This, these are the people who are thriving in life. These are the people who are whole in their body, soul, and spirit. These are the people who are surrendered to the joy of God. Those who pray without ceasing. Those who rejoice evermore. And those who give thanks in everything knowing that this is the will of God for me to give thanks unto the Lord. He went on to say, quench not the spirit. This is so important because the spirit moves. Jesus said it's like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from and you don't know where it's going, but it's blowing. And, and when this earth was created, the Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. Hallelujah. And something began to happen that prepared the way for the Word of God to create the earth in which we live. Don't quench the moving of the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God begins to move in your life, let the Spirit have His way. Let the Holy Ghost move in your life. Let the Holy Ghost move in your family. Let the Holy Ghost move in your children. I remember one particular family that I and my brother witnessed to, and the Lord began to move upon the children in the family who were our friends, began to move upon him, them and, and began to minister to them. The parents did not like them coming to an apostolic Pentecostal church. So the parents said we are going to forbid them from coming to the Apostolic Pentecostal Church. And that is their prerogative. But it was so sad because the Spirit of God was moving in those children's lives. The children wanted to go to church. They wanted to seek God. They had God as their priority. Years passed. And the children, because they were not going to church any longer, they were not exposed to the moving of the Spirit of God, they drifted off into the wrong crowd, into drug addiction, into all sorts of various vices in life, and they struggled. The parents called us back and said, could you reach out to them and tell them again about the truth that you preached to them because that was the only time in their life that the joy of the Lord ever shone on their face. I don't know what I was thinking by preventing them from coming to church. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know don't quench the Spirit. When the Spirit starts to move, the Spirit begins to do something that nothing else can do. It fills in the blanks. It fills in the voids. It deals with the intangibles. It deals with the invisible stuff. The Spirit of God, when He begins to move, nothing can withstand its power. Expose your children to the Holy Ghost and let them the Holy Ghost have his way in their life. Paul said, do not, whatever you do, do not quench the Spirit. Let the Spirit move. He said, despise not prophesyings. Don't despise prophesyings. Sometimes it's easy for the flesh of man to despise prophecy because prophecy is an uncomfortable thing. Prophecy often puts its finger in your face and tells you when you're wrong about a thing. If you've never had God speak to you through his word and convict you, then you're missing out. You're missing out. 
It may not feel good when people come up and try to correct you, but there's something about your heavenly Father speaking to your soul in a way that only he can that says, my child, you're walking down the wrong path. Let me lead you to a way that leads to life everlasting. Despise not prophesying. Don't despise the word of God. Let prophecy come forth. Let prophecy speak to you in a way that nothing else can speak to you. Hallelujah. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. He said in this case he's telling you you need to believe the truth. You need to find the truth. Know the truth. Believe the truth. Prove it. Hallelujah. And hold on to it. And when the winds of doctrine begin to blow furiously against you winds of false doctrine hold fast that which is good hold on to what you know is true hold on to what is right and what is real he said abstain from all appearance of evil abstain from all appearance of evil this is this is simple this is self-explanatory if it looks evil don't go near it if it if it acts evil don't go near it don't watch it. Don't listen to it. Don't go near it. That's not, that's not, that's not old-time restrictive preaching. That's liberating preaching. Hallelujah. This is where the body and the soul and the spirit are made alive. Is when you resist that which is evil and abstain from those things which are evil and hold on to the things that are good and despise not the prophesied word of God and quench not the moving of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And in everything give thanks unto God and pray without ceasing and rejoice evermore hallelujah and he said he said you you do this kind of stuff you live this way i'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen the very god of peace the very god of peace is going to sanctify you completely from your head to your toe inside and outside hallelujah he's going to get down into the innermost being of who you are and he's going to make you holy and he's going to make you pure he's going to purify your spirit he's going to purify your soul and he'll even heal your body and make you whole hallelujah tree of life church we are called tree of life because the lord has established us for the healing of the nations that's why we are the tree of life church revelation chapter 22 explains that the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. We know that when the seed, which is the word of God, is planted in our hearts and it begins to grow into a mighty tree, when it grows and the branches go forth and the leaves begin to come forth and the fruit begins to be, be born of this tree, we know what that means. That means we are here on purpose for the healing of nations, for the healing of people. But I want you to understand what I mean by the healing of the nations. When we talk about the healing of the nations, we are talking about the healing of people, whole people, not just one part of people, but the entirety of a person. We are here for the healing of the whole person, the entire individual, body, soul, and spirit. The thief came to lie, to steal, to kill, to destroy, but Jesus has come that you might have life and that more abundantly. We are here for the healing of the whole person 
Hallelujah. Yes, I will continue to preach ready now. We have to build this building. I thank you for your giving. You are giving generously and faithfully. We've got nine months more to go. We're going to accelerate and put our shoulder to the plow, and we're going to give this final amount of money, about a million dollars, and we're going to build this building for the glory of God because it's a step in the process of bringing healing to the whole person. This is the vision of the Lord for Tree of Life Church. Every person that walks through these doors, we are going to have the answer for their need. Not because we are smart, not because we are bright and brilliant and well-educated, but because we believe in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That means this is for everybody. This is for whosoever will. And it's for all of them. Not for a little bit of them, but their whole person is to be sanctified, to be made holy. They will not walk through that door with one issue that we cannot address. They will not bring to us any problem that we do not have a solution for. We don't have the greatest of education, but we have the greatest God. He is most high. He is the high and the lofty one. And we believe his word and we stand on his promises. Is there a witness in the house of God this morning that can say, I was once undone. I was once without hope, but God who is rich in mercy sanctified me and made me whole. Whatever their need, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome it in Jesus' name and we confront it with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. The river of life flows next to the tree of life. Those waters of life are tree of life waters. Come unto me, all ye that labor, he said. All ye that are heavy laden. We live in a world where people are heavy laden with sorrow, heavy laden with despair, heavy laden with broken dreams, heavy laden with condemnation, heavy laden with sickness and disease. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Hallelujah. We're not afraid of their spiritual needs. We're not afraid of the needs of their soul. We're not afraid of the needs of their body. We have to be ready because God has called us for the healing for the whole person. In Jesus' name, we speak life. Hallelujah. We declare life. Jesus was come to the porch at Bethesda. When he came to this porch, the Bible says there lay many sick folk. Everywhere you looked, there were people who were sick and were without uh, 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 healing. And they, were, they had been sick for many, many years. And that's what we see when we look at our world today. We look around our world and we see people who are broken, broken, shattered, heart sick, diseased, and sorrowful. Jesus walked to one man. This man had been there 38 years. He had been there 38 years. And Jesus said, wilt thou be made whole? 
He said, are you going to leave this place today different than when you arrived? This man was unable to walk, and this is what he told Jesus. He said, he said Jesus, there's an angel that comes down and troubles these waters every once in a while, but, but I can never get there in time. I don't, I'm not able to walk. I'm not able to move fast. And every time I try, somebody steps in front of me. Jesus said, all of that is about to change. There are people in our world who have deep, serious needs, but they are disabled. They are crippled by one thing or another. These are physical needs sometimes. We've seen people with severe disabilities, severe spiritual disabilities, natural disabilities. We stand as a light in this dark world. We stand as a city on a hill that cannot be hid. Come unto us, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And Jesus went to the pool at Bethesda. That's where we have to go, ladies and gentlemen. They're all around us. Go where they are. We've never had a need for that more than we have right now. Some people are afraid to come to church right now because of what all is happening in our world. All that floats in the air that is invisible to the eye. Then we go to them and we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We let our light so shine before men that they behold our good works and glorify our Father. Hallelujah. Which is in heaven. We're not intimidated by the physical need of a person. We minister to the physical need. People have physical needs. People are in marriage crisis. People are in financial crisis. People are in sickness. People are in diseased situations. We're going to be there for them in Jesus' name. Not only do we minister to the body, but we minister to the soul. The soul is that place where the conscience of man exists. This thing, this little thing called a conscience that God put inside of every human being so that when they drifted off from him, there would still be a little check in them, a little, a little moral awareness inside of them. And, and that's what conscience means. It's conscience. Science meaning knowledge and C-O-N meaning with or together. It's, it's a knowledge with or together with God. And God put it inside of every human being. That's why there are some people who are not filled with the Holy Ghost, who are not regenerated in their spirit. They're not, they don't serve the Lord. But, but somebody might say of them, that's a good guy right there. That's a good woman. They have a good heart. What they mean is they have a good conscience. They are morally aware of a thing. And this is put there by God so that when we drift far from him and our spirit is calloused and hardened and we can't hear his word and we don't care about what he thinks there is this there's this awareness inside of every human being there's a moral knowledge with the things of God and it's the conscience but Paul warned he said be careful because he said your conscience can be seared with a hot iron you've got to be careful there are a lot of people who start off with a decent conscience but over time the perpetual sinful behavior the constant violation of their own soul the continual transgression of the laws of God the, the habitual lying and the constant fornication and the continual destruction to their own mind and spirit and soul and body it puts them in a position where their conscience is no longer morally aware they are no longer able to have that knowledge with God it is seared with a hot iron 
there are people in our world who have a need for their soul to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of God. The apostle Peter told Jesus when Jesus said to him, look, they're going to deny, they're going to crucify me and they're going to they're going to brutalize me. Peter said they'll not do it as long as I'm around. They will never do that. I will defend you. I will save you from them. And Jesus said, "Peter, you do not understand the things of God. Get thee behind me, Satan." He said, "Before the rooster crows, you will deny me 3 times." It happened just like Jesus said. He denied Jesus 3 times. Jesus is being wounded, bruised, chastised. He is being afflicted, mutilated. And the apostle Peter is denying him three times. When the rooster began to crow and Peter realized the awful deed he had done and he knew he had crossed a line, the line that he probably never could return from, his conscience was broken. His soul was shattered. It was something inside of him that broke that moment. The Bible says that he departed and wept bitterly. Perhaps you know what I'm talking about. When you crossed a line and you wept bitterly. When you felt so lost and so hopeless and you wept bitterly about it. You felt like God could never forgive someone like you and you wept bitterly. But friend, when Jesus came up out of that grave, when he conquered death, hell, and the grave, he said, somebody go get Peter. I want to talk to him. Because he didn't just come to minister to the body. He came to minister to the body and the soul and the whole person. He said, I'm going to deal with those whose condemnation is too great for them to lift their heads. Those who have made mistakes and don't feel like they could ever rebound from it. They've destroyed their reputation. Maybe they've destroyed their physical body and they feel like they have gone too far. God's love is greater than any sin you've committed. Where sin did abound, grace, 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 grace does much more abound. Hallelujah. Yes, he's going to reach into the lives of those who have been so condemned that their conscience is seared with a hot iron. And they can't even hear from God morally aware. They're so morally unaware. He will reach for them. Hallelujah. And bring healing for the soul. He wants to bring healing to the spirit. The spirit is where our emotions lie, where our heart rests. It's where our, it's where how we feel, how we really feel exists. This is where the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. In other words, you might be able to fool some of the people all the time, and all of the people some of the time, but you'll never be able to fool all of the people all of the time. Because somewhere, somehow, your heart has a tendency to give itself away through your words. The way you act really begins to show what your true feelings are. And your feelings are a world unto themselves. They are real feelings. And there's no x-ray that can make them show up. There's no CAT scan, MRI, ultrasound, echocardio, nothing that will bring your feelings to bear. 
there. No doctor of this world that has studied the books of this world can put their natural finger on one of your feelings. It is a thing of the spirit. It is spiritually discerned. Oh, they try. They'll try to medicate your feelings away. And in and, and reality, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of what is wrong with our world is the fact that there is a, there is a deep, deep reliance on medication. I'm not saying that, that, that there should be no need for some type of a medical treatment. I'm talking about when medicine replaces God and you put it on a pedestal above the things of God. People, people don't emote the right way when they're on medicine they they don't they don't feel a certain way sometimes the medicine has taken such a hold on them and they can't feel the way they they need to feel about a thing this is the world's attempt to try to deal with feelings and I've come to preach to you today that God is interested in your feelings God is interested in your spirit don't you know where your feelings came from God gave you those feelings because God has feelings and you're made in the image of God. Hallelujah. God gets angry. That's why we can get angry. God has compassion. That's why we can feel compassionate. God has jealousy. That's why we can feel jealousy. God weeps. That's why we can weep. We're made in his image. He is keenly aware of who you are and where you are and what you need of life church we are here for those whose spirit is broken and compromised and shattered those whose feelings are unwieldy and out of control and they don't know how to get a handle on it or a hold on it come on in come on in hallelujah anybody here know what it's like when the Holy Ghost got a hold of your anger hallelujah and no anger manager could help you the way the Holy Ghost helped you how many remember what it was like when you would sink with depression but the joy of the Lord got a hold of you now listen I'm going to tell you something if you try to put a little foot in the water, you're not going to receive your healing that you need. If you try to just have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, you're not going to receive the kind of healing that you need. Jesus said the greatest commandment is this. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and with all your spirit. You've got to put it all in there. And when you put it all in there he will bring the healing that you need oh hallelujah hallelujah when people come into our our assembly all we are are just a bunch of people that God brought out I want to say that again all we are is just a bunch of people that God brought out of darkness Hallelujah. All we are, a bunch of people that were on our way to hell. And the Holy Ghost said, I love you. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to give you power. We believed it. And here we are, sanctified, justified, washed in the blood of the Lamb. We wouldn't even know each other if it wasn't for Jesus. We wouldn't even know one another if it wasn't for the blood of the Lamb that made the difference. 
there are a lot of uniquenesses among us. We all have a unique background. We all have a unique life story. We all have some kind of a thing that, that identifies us individually from the person next to us. But one thing we have in common, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of his praise, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see. Glory, glory, glory to God. He set me free. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. You don't get to choose who's in the church. You don't get to pick and choose who God saves. Whosoever will, let him come. Anybody, everybody, come on in. Bring the baggage with you in the name of Jesus. You don't have to get it all sorted out before you come into the house of God. Bring it to God. He'll sort it out for you. Healing. For the whole person. Healing for your spirit. Your feelings. Those feelings that you cannot get over. People can't help how they feel. They really cannot help how they feel. You try sometimes to stop feeling a thing. And you do it in vain. Because you need the healing touch of Almighty God. The soul. The conscience. Compromised, condemned. God is looking for those whose conscience is compromised and condemned. The body, the physical needs, those who are struggling in life. Every time they get their head above water, another tidal wave comes. Life issues, physical needs, physical problems. Folks, we're here. We're here for the long haul. We're here for everybody. Healing for the whole person. Look at our discipleship program, if you please, and we're going to continue perfecting it and improving it. I want you to look at it as a greenhouse where we take people and we grow people instead of plants. We're the tree of life, and we grow people regardless of the circumstances. It could be snowing outside, but they're growing inside. Hallelujah, because they're inside an environment that's like a rainforest in here. It might be dead and desolate and leaves falling off the trees and snow covering the ground out there, but in here, there's an incubation happening. In here, there's growth happening. Hallelujah. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire inside's delightful. We're having a Holy Ghost revival inside the church. Inside the church. We are the tree of life. We're here for the healing of the nations. We're here for the healing of the whole person. Body, soul, and spirit. Somebody give God praise right now. Come on, somebody give God praise right now. <laughs> Come on, somebody lift that praise unto the Lord this morning. Lift that praise unto the Lord this morning. Come on, I need somebody all across this house. Lift up your hands. Give God praise. Stand to your feet with me in the name of Jesus. Give him praise right now for he is good. Give him praise right now for he has the power. He has the power to save. 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 Come on, lift him up right now in the name of Jesus.
Lift him up in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise today. Lord, I give you praise today. Tree of Life Church, we've been in this process. 2020 took us all by surprise. We've had to be like Nehemiah, holding a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. The tool to continue down this journey of building a house for the Lord and a weapon to fend off all of the challenges that circle every person in our world and particularly the church. But look what's happening. God is doing it. God is doing it. Look around you right now. Just take a moment and look around you right now. These people, these precious saints of God, and there'll be more at 1130, and there are more that are tuning in on live stream. There was a time in 2020 we didn't even know if we would when we were going to get to see one another again. And here we are, worshiping God together. Because this is His church. And He's out for the healing for the whole person. He's going to reach this world through His church. Do you think coming to church is you sitting on comfortably on a seat on Sunday and having a turkey gravy meal afterwards? You think that's what serving God's all about? No, no. Jesus said, this is the kingdom of heaven. It's like a shepherd looking for one lost lamb, leaving his comfort zone and going out into the wilderness and finding that one lost lamb and bringing it back to the fold and rejoicing all the way back to the fold. It's like a woman who can't find one coin. She has ten, lost one. She turned her whole house upside down. She ripped up carpet, threw over chairs, knocked over walls looking for one lost coin. And when she found it, she rejoiced with exceeding great joy. It's like a prodigal son who's compromised in his conscience, whose feelings are out of control, and whose body has nearly wasted away limping back to the father's house and the father saying come on in somebody slay the fatted calf this my son that was dead is now alive this is the kingdom of God we've gone through quarantine we've gone through restrictions we're still going through some we've got this is a challenging time but don't forget why we're here and we're going to do what God called us to do. We're going to reach the lost. We're going to get that lost land and bring it into the fold. We're going to get that one lost coin and bring it back and make it whole. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on all across this building. If you believe what I'm preaching, lift your voices unto God. Lift your hearts unto God. Say, Lord, I believe it. Lord, I receive it. Lord, I believe it. Lord, I receive it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. As a surrender unto God, just, Lord, I, I surrender myself to you right now. Hallelujah. You know the way that the enemy has attacked you. You know the way the enemy has attacked our nation. You know the way the enemy has attacked the church. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice in the middle of this crisis. Come on, somebody. Woo. Come on, rejoice in the middle of this crisis. God has a healing for the whole person. God has a healing for you, a healing touch for you right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God has a healing touch. Healing Woo. is here. My God, my God. Healing is here. 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 
to come to the front of this house right now. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. If you could just be mindful of physical distancing, but feel free to come down right now in the name of Jesus. And let the Spirit of the Lord move upon you in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Healing is God. 